everyone. Welcome to NGI's newest episode of Hub & Flow. I'm Letitia Gonzalez, Price & Markets Editor at NGI. NGI's Hub & Flow is a podcast for busy natural gas professionals interested in a quick take on the North American energy market. For a more detailed analysis of the gas market, please visit our website, naturalgasintel.com, and sign up for a trial of our daily gas price index. Joining me today on Hub & Flow is Stephen York, an industry economist and member of the natural gas modeling team at the U.S. Energy Information Administration. Today, Stephen and I will discuss the extraordinary spike that we've seen in natural gas prices this summer. We'll take a look at what's driving those prices, whether the higher prices are here to stay, and perhaps some risks that could throw all of these projections out the window. Stephen, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Stephen, you recently published a note citing NGI's natural gas price data. In particular, you talked about how gas prices at the Henry Hub in June averaged at the highest price during any summer month since 2014. And when we're talking about the gas market in the summer months, we're talking specifically about the April to September timeframe. Henry Hub prices in June averaged $3.26 per MMBTU. But then we saw July prices average even higher at $3.80. This is quite a change from where we were last year at this time when we saw the U.S. benchmark average around $1.70. So COVID recovery notwithstanding, what do you see as the main drivers of this recent spike in prices? So we're seeing a few factors at play influencing the high natural gas prices so far this summer. First is that natural gas exports, both from pipelines and from LNG, are holding very strong near their all-time high levels. And this is reducing the supply of natural gas available for domestic consumption. Another factor at play is the warm weather helping support power burn despite these high prices. While temperatures in July are averaging closer to normal, the weather this past June was the hottest June on record in the United States, according to NOAA. And drought conditions out west have also contributed to the lower hydroelectric power generation, resulting in significantly higher power burn compared to last year in these regions. The fact that these droughts are taking place out west is also significant since some of these electricity markets, natural gas faces relatively little competition from coal. Uh, This allows natural gas to remain a viable source for power generation despite these high $4 prices, making national power burn demand a little higher than what we'd normally expect at current prices. Right. We've written quite a bit about the ongoing drought conditions and the impact they're having on gas and power demand this summer. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here in Houston and, you know, at the beginning of summer, we had what seemed like really endless rainfalls, but now the skies have cleared and the summer heat has really intensified in recent days. Power loads in the ERCOT market have been steadily above the 70,000 megawatt mark, but we've steered cleared of any records. But that doesn't mean that we're not running our ACs on full blast and driving up gas demand for power generation here in Texas. Stephen, you also talked about how LNG exports have made quite a remarkable recovery after last year's COVID-induced cancellations. Exports to Mexico have also come in strong. We hit a record even in the spring, well before even the heat really had started to intensify for the summer. 
All of this has combined to drain storage levels, particularly here in the South Central region. And while we're technically in the injection season, we've seen the South Central region actually withdraw from storage inventories in recent weeks. For the week ending July 23rd, the EIA said inventories at the region's salt facilities fell by 10 BCF. Total stocks in the South Central region were at 999 BCF for that week, which is 18% below year-ago levels and about 6% below the five-year average. Meanwhile, the total working gas in storage is also well below historical levels. We see that working gas in storage as of July 23rd was 2,714 BCF. This is more than 500 BCF below last year and 168 below BCF below the five-year average. Stephen, does the EIA see any kind of meaningful improvement in storage before the winter? I mean, obviously we're going to continue injecting, but is the gas market facing a potential shortfall in supply given that Winter is a peak season for the gas market, and you know we've also got LNG export demand that's expected to swell even further in the coming months. According to our latest short-term energy outlook, which was published in early July, we're forecasting storage levels entering November to be about 3,600 BCF, which would be over 300 BCF lower than last year and about 150 BCF below the five-year average. And this forecast essentially assumes and anticipates roughly normal storage injections between now and the end of October. Looking into the winter, we're currently estimating a winter draw of over 2,300 BCF, which is about 300 BCF more than normal. Such a draw would have us exiting the 2021-2022 winter with storage levels at 1270 BCF, which would be the lowest since 2019 in a stark contrast from 2020, which nearly gave us record storage levels. I also want to note that a lot has happened since uh, between now and early July when this forecast was initially published. But I can tell you that our modelers are currently hard at work and we, and we will be publishing an update to this storage forecast early next week as part of the short-term energy outlook. So stay tuned. Awesome. Well, well, yeah, we'll definitely be watching for that update. So gas prices, we're already at $4 more or less. We have seen some fluctuations here in recent days, but you know that means that we could see additional upside in the coming months as winter demand ramps up. Taking a look at the NYMEX strip, though, you know, we're seeing Henry Hub prices not too far above $4 through the February contract. The winter strip as of Monday, August 2nd, sat at around $4.04. Stephen, this seems a little bit low to me at first glance, but what do you think? Am I missing something? What are some of the risks that threaten to throw gas prices off course? I think the market is still trying to grapple with how to price natural gas this winter, considering summer prices are are already hitting $4. And as you pointed out, the current summer to winter price increase in the NYMEX curve is much lower than the typical 40 to 50 cent increase in the winter NYMEX strip that we currently see, or that we typically see. There are certainly some things to keep an eye on over the next several months. The one that immediately comes to mind, and it always comes to mind, is the weather. 
we're nearing the hottest time of the year for many parts of the country. So we'll need to see how much power burn contributes to natural gas demand during this peak summer period. And this could have storage implications for this upcoming winter. Hurricanes are another huge factor to keep in mind. We haven't had too much in the way of hurricane activity so far, but an active hurricane season could pose downside risk to Henry Hub prices if we're in another situation like last year, where hurricanes limited LNG exports by preventing vessels from leaving the Gulf of Mexico or causing damage to LNG facilities. And considering how vital LNG exports are now to supporting Henry Hub prices, any disruption to LNG feed gas volumes could have serious implications on prices and even storage for this winter. Lastly, there's also production to look out for. Production growth this summer so far has been relatively flat and probably a bit lower than what many had expected as recently as this spring. But how production responds to these high prices that we're currently seeing over the next few months, which I think are a signal to increase production, could be a key in helping balance the natural gas markets by this winter. Right. Definitely a lot of variables to watch out for. But I tell you what, this is actually the most exciting the gas market has been in quite a long time. And, you know, we're just as eager to see how the winter unfolds. Uh, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us on Hub & Flow and sharing your insights. And thank you to our audience for listening. Once again, if you'd like additional price information and insights into the natural gas market, please visit us at naturalgasintel.com. I also invite you to sign up for a trial of our daily gas price index. With that, I wish you all good health, and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Take care. 